Welcome to Conspiracy Theoryology, a 12-episode podcast series hosted by Emma Marti, a senior at Piedmont University. Emma and a guest will be discussing and dissecting a theory, all while questioning the origin of the claims. Host Emma Marti and all guests are not supporting any theories, but simply looking at information to dive into the belief of the theory. Joining me on Conspiracy Theoryology is Caden Nelms, a junior mass communications major at Piedmont University. Caden is a very close friend of mine and is always trying to change the stigma behind disabilities and chronic illnesses. For this episode, we will be talking about conspiracy theories relating to disabilities. Since the beginning of time, there has been a stigma on disabilities, whether they are visible or not. Regardless, if a person is born with a disability or if they develop one as time goes by, society will always try and explain why a person is the way that they are. Throughout history, people have blamed various factors to explain why a person has a disability. Whether they believe they are disabled because they did something to upset God, or they were vaccinated as a child, some people believe people deserve to be disabled, and that changes how they view them in society. So before we go into the conspiracy theories, do you mind just explaining your condition for those who are unfamiliar? Yeah, so I have spinal muscular atrophy. Um, specifically type 2, although that's kind of an outdated thing, typing it, at least for SMA, which is the shorter version of it, um, because it's really just an insurance thing and like a medical thing. It's not really important because every person's different, so it's definitely a spectrum of how severe or non-severe, how much movement you have, not, that type of thing. Um, the only way they type it is based on age, essentially, um, so... It can start at birth, or it can be your 12, 13, 14. You start walking. Mm-hmm. And the adult term, which is a different disability, but it, basically the adult version is ALS. Okay. Um, so basically my muscles get weaker over time, hence the muscular atrophy part. Um, it's like a gene missing in my spinal cord area, which is where the spine, spinal muscular atrophy, spinal part comes in to play. And so... It's real, like, a lot of medical terms, essentially. So, essentially, these two genes are required, or, or their purpose is to send these proteins, the SMN, SMN protein, to all around your body to supply strength. And so, you're missing, if you have SMA, you're missing one of those genes. So, um, you're, you're missing SMN1 gene. So the second gene is trying to compensate and fill your entire body with, um, like, strength and the ability to gain strength. And then the way, depending on how severe you are, is how many copies of the SMN2 gene you have. So I have four, so I'm, like, stronger than some people may be. But if you have one or two, then you have a lot less strength and uh, more limited mobility. So it kind of varies, but... It's all a spectrum, mm-hmm. and I feel really bad because we've been friends for like two and a half, three years at this point, and it's just like I never asked you that, and I feel really bad. Well, no, because like I mean, I'm obviously very open about it, so yeah. I'll mention because you might hear me say SMA, but you don't know what that means because mm-hmm. I don't usually say the long yeah. name of it. But like the the little bit I just told you, that's just like the tip of the iceberg, medical yeah. wise, and like. That's just what I can remember personally without going back to my – because I have a document on my computer that has my full diagnosis because 
when I came or when I started um, my injections, they couldn't find my diagnosis with any of my doctors. Mm-hmm. I was just undiagnosed again. I was diagnosed four days. I was officially diagnosed four days after I turned two. The original doctor's dead. Supposedly, there are other doctors, no hospitals, no nothing had it. So I was undiagnosed somehow. And so I get rediagnosed. And in the 20 years, I'm 21, but like 20, 21 years, obviously a lot more has medical research has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I have a full PDF on my computer nice. that I keep with me because if somebody doubts me or... Here's the proof. Yeah, or somebody does something like that to me again, I'm like, well, I have it right here. Here's, here's you heard it here first. Yeah. Your disability is not a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I have a seven-page document proving otherwise. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I guess going into the conspiracy theories aspect of it, um, one of the biggest conspiracy theories that I've seen relating to disabilities is the idea that getting certain vaccines will lead to people developing disabilities. Yes. I see you, like, nodding your head, yes. too. Yeah. Because my mom thought the same for a while. Or did that at least progress my disability? And there's no proof of that. Just I think personally, just thinking back on it, because as a child, I would agree and be like, yeah, sure, it, whatever. But now I'm older and I've done a little bit more research. I'm like, well, I think it's just coincidence. So what mm-hmm. happened was um, she noticed these, because I have an older cousin she grew up with that also has SMA. And she noticed the same things from her happening to me mm-hmm. when I was one, two, whatever. And... Then I got my one-year-old shots, and she feels she thought or assumed that the shots progressed the disability, but there's no real science or fact behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she didn't say it caused it, but that's the like different one of the... thought. Like, hey, these shots right here progressed it. Yeah, that's which, like one of the things where it's like correlation doesn't always equal causation, where yeah. it's just like... Yes, these two things simultaneously happened, but it doesn't mean one caused the other. And, like, it didn't help because they were both medical-related. Yeah, and that's true. in 2001, 2002, even 2003, there wasn't a lot of research SMA. Like, it's, it was considered super rare, but now they're, like, it's common enough where most states, specifically in the South, are doing required testing on children when they're born. You know, along with all the other tests they do, they have added SMA to that georgia being one of them mm-hmm. um, whether they enforce it or not i have no idea but legally they're supposed to interesting i didn't yeah. know that that's a new development in the last few years i've discovered mm-hmm. so even though there is like plenty of science really dispelling that conspiracy theory people still believe the fact not obviously not the fact but people will still believe that getting vaccines lead to disabilities and like act as though it's the truth, especially when parents are asked to vaccinate their children when they're young, like what you were talking about. What kind of harm do you think this puts on society as a whole? Well, first, it's not true. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's they've done research to try to prove it, but nothing's happened out of that research. I feel like mm-hmm. they've dispelled it, like you said. Um, but also, one puts society at risk for these diseases to make a reappearance Mm -hmm. in society because you know it was trendy not to get your kids vaccinated because you think it's caused disabilities type Mm -hmm. thing i don't know if trends the right word but like it became common last i would say last few years so now you gotta worry about that generation because if the kids don't know any better or they're one is if they're taught that Mm -hmm. as an adult they might believe it or two they don't know if they're vaccinated or not if there's no proof if they lose their documents like they lost my documents Mm -hmm. you don't know if you're you know um vaccinated or not which can cause harm 
from that standpoint. From the yeah. other standpoint, like, I don't know how the best word to describe it, but you're discounting individual disabilities. Yeah, definitely. Big time. Yeah. Well, first off, if a vaccine, in my opinion, if a vaccine has a very slight chance, just for a second, you believe it does have a slight chance of causing disability. So? But and the, the reason I say it like that is your child's going to live a life because not, they're not going to be worried about getting sick later on from that disease. Mm-hmm. But you're changing their life in the future or even in a few months down the road or as an adult all because you don't want them to have a disability. Yeah. That's ableist. It is. Also, if you don't know what ableist is, it's the discrimination against somebody with a disability, mm-hmm. just to clarify. But that's an ableist thought process and um, is is it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. society's view on disabilities as right now and just makes it worse and feeds that feel of disability disabled people are less than yeah it doesn't help the situation for sure not at all and i feel like the majority of the conspiracy theories when it does come to like behind people questioning why people have disabilities it's very ableist because it's like I mean, like you were saying, like, that just really resonated with me. And that's something that I've always told my parents because they, like, they vaccinated me and everything. And I don't, we haven't actually had this conversation where it's, like, if they actually believe or not that, like, that vaccines will, like, cause disabilities and stuff. But it's just, like, like you said, like, so what? Like, I'd rather run the risk of, like, and there's obviously there's nothing wrong with having a disability. And yeah. that's the biggest thing about it because it's just like. It's a common thing in, yeah. not only in the world to have a disability, some sort of something or other. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just something that's hard to talk about, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, because I feel like disabled individuals whether it be like a physical or a intellectual disability are still viewed as differently and that's a lot of, because parents aren't telling teaching their kids or educating their kids on disabilities so mm-hmm. they don't have to react because even my grandpa who's about to be 80 his birthday is coming up soon he's like 79 somewhere in there mm-hmm. he said even when he was our age 2021 20, he knew people that had children and immediately put them in like a home or like in their in the back room of their house and locked the door so nobody knew they existed type thing that wasn't i mean he's almost 80 but it wasn't that wasn't that long ago 50 60 years it's not that long ago no at all and then you make this turn to 2022 when it's still happening Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't know because you see disabled people out in public but there's still a lot being shunned away Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't know about because you're not looking for it. Yeah. In my opinion, the reason people think that the vaccine gave them the disability is because they get the vaccines as soon as they're born or within a year. Not all yeah. disabilities like mine make an appearance until later in life. So they're like, oh, wow. Or like like we said, mine more appeared after like a year, year and a half, two years. And like, well, I've had my injections. So happened. I just had them. And now it's appearing? Mm-hmm. Did it? Make this dormant thing, like, come out of Mm -hmm. whatever. But no, it's just coincidental that it's happened right, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, it's, 
before we worry about what vaccines are doing, causing they're not causing disability. But no. once again, hypothetically assume that they do. We need to worry about people with disabilities as a whole and like making sure society accepts them and like break down break down those societal and physical barriers. And mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter if they're disabled or not. Like it shouldn't mm-hmm. anyway, but like then you'll know they'll live a a life that they haven't been discriminated against if you mm-hmm. work with society to change those norms. Yeah. Which is a real struggle because there's uh, like there's two different things I always talk about. There's medical model of disability and the social model of disability. Medical model per- shows that it's the disabled individual's fault. It's their medical it's is their medical situation's fault that they're disabled and like that it's their fault that they can't live a normal life. And the society, uh, the social model says it's not the disabled individual or their disability or whatever. It's society around them having the physical and societal barriers of not allowing them to be equal type thing. So we need to transition from the world, look at the medical model and look at the uh, social model. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I bring up a lot when people ask me about equality and um ableism it's changing your perspective to say it's not the person's fault or their disability that's causing them to be have issues or not fit in it's society Mm -hmm. that just reminded me and this is going slightly off topic and i'm not sure if i'm going to leave this in because this is going to be a bit of a touchy touchy subject i guess you could say but um i've seen this a lot in i'll be watching like a tv show or a movie and, like, if religion is ever brought into the picture, mm-hmm. people will be like, why did God make you like that, yeah. essentially? And I feel like that's just such a, like, harmful way of thinking because that puts unnecessary blame on the person. Yeah. Once again, like what? We're still human. We're still people. Yeah. And also, let me tell you where, I once again, a little off topic, but... <laughs> I've thought about this many a time. Bring when religion gets brought into it. Um, I've had people stop me in parking lots of grocery stores, in mm-hmm. grocery stores, who wherever, and want to pray for me, which is whatever. But they don't pray because I'm hurting or I'm having issues or I'm having a surgery, whatever. They're they're praying that I'm healed from my disability, or I was told by an older lady that. Um, random lady, never met her, not even in my hometown, random lady, in a parking lot of a grocery store, um, told me that she not only sees me walking in my lifetime, but she sees me behind a pulpit preaching um, while walking and running around and jumping on, like she said, no to both of those. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm spiritual, like I believe there's something higher being i don't know i'm still like managing that Mm -hmm. but like to say you see me walking is hurtful so hurtful yeah and then like to pray that my disability has gone away it's not once again that is a societal barrier that you're putting on me it's not because i'm in a wheelchair like i don't need to walk just make things accessible without people having to beg for it yeah it's that type of thing yeah off topic of slightly but it just further backs up the social model disability viewpoint i'm still just kind of like in shock that people will say stuff like that to you yeah i made i've made tiktoks or 
Instagram reels, like whatever about it. On it. Yeah. And I've had people in my family or family friends, you know, that I've known for years since I was a baby say, I don't mind someone praying for me anytime. I'm like, yeah, but you're completely able-bodied. You don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. And they're praying for you to have a good life, a good marriage. Uh, you're bad to quit hurting. You're this and yeah. that. They don't care about my personal life of finding a partner or having kids or having a job or going to school. They only are hyper-focused on my disability and want that to be cured because if that's not cured, nothing else matters in their mind. Mm-hmm. If I'm not cured, then... I don't need to go to school. I'm not going to be anything. I'm not going to have a job. I'm not going to have a partner. I'm not going to have kids. I'm not going to have any of that if I don't get healed from my disability first. And that definitely goes back to the whole stigma behind disabilities because it's just like, why do people view them as a bad thing? Yeah. Shock, uh, plot twist. I follow this girl on TikTok who has SMA, who now has a boyfriend, and they're having a baby. Aww. And like people were like, she's faking it. That's what they, like She's faking it or like she wants attention or like, and she has a disability, and her um, boyfriend has, like, some intellectual, like, bipolar disorder, things like that. Mm. They're open about it. But, oh, this baby's going to have a terrible life because both parents can't handle it. Da, 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 or she's going to lose this baby. She needs to have an abortion. Or I was like, this woman is 25, 26, didn't think she might not have kids because society has told her she can't. Or, yeah. you know, and now, and now she's having to go to the Internet and prove that she's having a child by live streaming or videoing her appointments or videos or pictures that's not her issue that's the society's issue yeah but yeah yeah once again off topic but it bugged me <laughs> no that bugs me too i never knew that yeah a historical disability rights advocate has become the center of a lot of conspiracy theories and i'm sure once i say her name you'll be like oh yeah i know a couple conspiracies about her mm-hmm. it is helen keller and according to her Wikipedia page, she actually lost her sight and hearing after a sickness that she developed at around, like, 19 months old. So putting any, like, prior knowledge aside, if you heard of someone, I guess, with those disabilities, mm-hmm. what's your first impression? I would say, wow. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot. And that may be a little internalized ableism coming out being like my first reaction is like wow that's that's a lot but but i have shifted my mind to be like not because of she's dealing with it but because society is gonna she's gonna have a hard time with that especially back how whenever she was alive and dealt with it like i don't even know what year i think it was late 1800 i think i read that she died in like 1968 and i'm yeah. like that's not that's that not long, that long ago. ago and uh-huh. i always thought she was born in like the you 1600s think, yeah, or something like so like far that. away but it's, that's how far disability advocacy has come because mm-hmm. you would think oh if they've made this much progress there's still a bunch of progress to go but they made this much progress been must have been forever not yeah. really people didn't care then yeah they're just they would get like i said locked away killed given up whatever um Ooh. it's a lot but yeah, yeah like um but yeah for helen keller i like i feel like every few years it resurfaces yes like i remember middle school going through it. high school maybe a little bit not as much i feel like it was mainly middle school and then now mm-hmm. i don't know why but in the last two months i have seen so much brought back up about her mm-hmm. um on tiktok on social media just in general like i wouldn't even have thought about it as a conspiracy because i hear it so much but then yeah. when you asked me i was like i guess that is like that it is a conspiracy that has a lot of deeper stuff aside from her being an advocate yeah because I kind of, I don't ignore, but I don't accept any of the 
conspiracies because I I know that, you know, I don't know. I just know that she was a, alive. Yeah. People are like, she doesn't exist. Well, that's an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that she existed. I fully believe that she could have had these disabilities after sickness. And you're like, well, sickness can't cause that. It can because my great-grandma had, you know, they were very poor. Like, when her sister was born, she was premature and she was born. They put her in a shoebox with the rocks on each side and put her, like, she slept in a shoebox with warm rocks to keep her heated as an incubator because she was born at home. Like, I know that, like, sicknesses can cause things. And my great-grandma herself, she was, um, like I said, poor because I had to do that. She developed a sickness and she lost her hearing. It fried her um, eardrums. She couldn't hear anymore. And her parents didn't believe it and thought that she was just being, you know, a young kid ignoring her parents and they'd whip her and all that, and then they realized, oh, she's actually deaf. Mm-hmm. And so with losing your hearing at such a young age of, like, four, you're going to forget how to talk if you ever learned. Yeah. So she, both of those things were gone. Yeah. She had, they had to make up signs for, because ASL, ASL wasn't really a thing either. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it probably was, but not for them. So, like, I still know some of their terms that they made up, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I fully know that that stuff can't happen through sickness. Yeah. I feel like, because whenever, like, you were talking about how it kind of rolls around on social media every couple of years, months, whatever it is, I buy into it because I'm a fan of conspiracy theories. We know this, (laughs) but it's just, like, I never realized that it was internalized ableism that was kind of making me be, like, there's no way that she did this. And, like, like you said, like, yes, she existed. Yes, she had the disabilities, but it's the fact that her disabilities are the reason that people believe that she couldn't have accomplished what she accomplished to me. So I don't know if she actually accomplished those. Like there's no, is there full hard proof record that it happened? I don't, I haven't researched a lot, so I really don't know. (laughs) Um, But to say that because she has these disabilities to say she can't, that's that's a little ableist. Um, Is it likely she flew a plane or... All different stuff. I don't know, mm-hmm. but maybe with help. Yeah, I mean, never said she couldn't have help. Yeah, but I don't because I don't I don't know. But to assume that she absolutely could not do anything is that's deeply rooted in ableism. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, because I've been told I, my grandpa he means no harm when he says it, but he's like. You go to college, so you should get it for free because you, most people like you wouldn't go. I'm like, that's a backhanded compliment. I get where you're trying to go with that, but a little bit of ableism still in there. Mm -hmm. Um, But he tries. Yeah. Um, He tries. That's all anyone can do. Yeah. This ties into what I was saying pretty much, but um, many people have really denied the fact that Keller had any disabilities and discounted the achievements that she did make which is where the conspiracy theories really come from. Um, So this claim, in my opinion, is just rooted in ableism because people believe that a person with her disabilities would not have been able to make the accomplishments that she did. So what kind of effect do you think that would have on society? To discount someone's ability to do things or accomplish amazing things or even typical things, you know, is harmful for them emotionally and physically 
but also that puts these this expectation on society to not and these people that own businesses that hire people whatever to not hire disabled individuals because well in history and what everybody says they can't do it so why would i give them a chance Mm -hmm. um you can talk about the ada and how you know you have equal rights to hire but hire hiring someone is very subjective you could easily be like you're not qualified and make up a random reason that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and not say it's because you're disabled yeah legally you can get away with it but like ethically that's not right yeah um but that's where i feel like it harms society another thing that i um talk about a lot and i've heard this woman this woman named stella young she's since passed away she was disabled i think she's australian she coined this term called inspiration porn which is an interesting term for sure but it basically is like for example like me and you are doing the exact same paper say a research paper for whatever reason and one of our professors we exact same paper turn it exact same time same grade but the professor says, wow, Caden, you did such a great job. Like, you did so good. I didn't do anything more than you did. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, you're so inspirational because you can do all this because you're disabled. Doing everyday activities, just yeah. but it's inspirational. Going out to the grocery store. I've had people like, it's so good to see you out. Once again, same person that prayed for me. This guy that prayed for me in a grocery store also said, it's so good to see people like you and you out. Like, I'm doing the same thing. You're getting groceries. I'm probably getting the same groceries as you are. Yeah. But, like, it's inspirational that I'm doing it. You know? Like, if I do something incredible, like, if I get start my own business and, you know, millionaire, yeah, I'm inspirational. Yeah. But <laughs> if I'm doing the same thing you are, I'm not inspirational just because I'm disabled type thing. Yeah. You know? You can highlight disabled individuals without saying they're inspirational or whatever like that. That's where... um. It's almost like the opposite for um, Helen Keller. It's almost like the opposite effect. Um, because she's disabled, she couldn't do that, so nobody believes it. But if she or somebody that has the same disabilities um, today did it and filmed it on social media, but it's the, they would be like, oh, it's amazing, yeah, and that's great. But like, if she's running to somebody else doing the same thing, writing a book. Like if her book's great, yeah, but the 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 act of writing it is the same as any other author. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's different. Like you were talking about, like if you're a billionaire, like if she wrote like an amazing book that then she's inspirational and has a great book. Yeah. But if she writes a mediocre book, like Doesn't anybody else, and like yeah. why are you highlight why it also like if say somebody that has a disability like this wrote this terrible book like you're gonna like hurtful hurtful book like it hurt people like it was uh i don't know just yeah derogatory in every way possible you people might lie and be like this is so inspirational they still wrote this book Mm -hmm. but like this book doesn't need to be published is gonna hurt everyone that ever reads it in some way but like because she's disabled it's still inspirational or because they're disabled it's still inspirational Type thing. Mm-hmm. But I read this thing that it was like Helen Keller was racist. People were like, "How could she be racist? She can't see." And that's good. Oh well, yeah, and like, well, I'm thinking like, if someone that is disabled is racist or homophobic or transphobic or whatever, 
don't praise them just because they're disabled. Same for somebody who's a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but they're ableist or racist. Why are you going to highlight them just because they're gay or lesbian or trans or something? Like, don't... That's also... If you're doing it because they're disabled, that's also ableist. Yeah. It might be backwards, but it's ableist. Mm -hmm. And so, at the same point, so as saying... Well, I don't even see your disability. I don't even see your wheelchair. Mm-hmm. That's ableist because if you don't see it, how are you gonna make things accessible? If you don't question my, uh, if you don't ask me about my disability and what makes it like what I need accommodation wise, because you don't see or acknowledge it, that's ableist because mm-hmm. you're ignoring a part of my life. Yeah, I had somebody, a good friend, say that the other day. Didn't mean anything by it, but like, I don't know what it was. Said something to the effect of, "I don't see your disability." I was like, "Actually, I was calling." I was like. Hey, actually, that's kind of ableist. Let's not say that type thing. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay. So much is rooted in ableism. Same, like, it's not just ableism. It's like racism, mm-hmm. homophobia, all that. Like, everything's so deeply rooted because of the past. Yeah. And how you're raised or where you live or what time period it is. Um, and it's hard to unpackage all that and get rid of it. It is. Because I still have issues with ableist things. Mm-hmm. Just because I was raised that way. Mm-hmm. And so I like, well, notice I say something like, well, gotta, gotta unpack that. Like, I know, I don't want to, there was an example we're talking about today. Me and our, our, my friend group were eating, and we're talking about another student that we know did a motion that is the same as using the R word. Oh. That motion. Yeah. I knew it immediately, and so did they, but another friend was like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Because they were, different location they weren't raised in north georgia they you know their parents might have because that person has disabled individuals in their family so that might have been a meet like intellectual disabilities in the family so that might have been like a immediate like you don't use that in our house you never knew it anyway um in my household my brother used to do it all the time personally Mm -hmm. and it always bugged me because i always knew it was not right um but yeah so it all depends on how you're raised type thing where you are yeah and so now that friend knows for future reference if that person does it tell them not to mm-hmm. that's something that um i can't remember which episode exactly it was talked about and i feel like it was with dr tangle but it was very much like if you're raised to believe a certain way doesn't matter what it's about you're gonna have to unpack it and figure out if it's wrong, especially why mm. you believe it and why you think it's okay. And I feel like that really is, when it boils down to it, that's what conspiracy theories are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're learned, but sometimes they are developed. No mm. matter how much your parents don't like that you're challenging these things or yeah. whoever raised you, because I've been through that, it's important, even if you do it personally and don't question them, really like take what they say in consideration and go back and like really think about it. Like, Mm-hmm. Should I be copying? Should I take this with me? Should I be saying this? Should I be acknowledging it? Should I say something to them? Should I do yeah. this? You know, because that's how stuff gets deeply rooted in you and your future generations and family and friends. And mm-hmm. it's not a good way to spread like conspiracy theories. Exactly. Not always the best to spread yeah. because they can be hurtful to people. Like the COVID nineteen vaccine. Yeah, that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing that in, intertwined with disabilities in some way or another. That yeah. I really. I avoid it, so I don't really know much about it, but I know it's a thing because I'm on the disability community side of social media. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a concern. And so I did ask my doctor. I was like, I have SMA. Is it safe to get it? Because we don't know what it could do. Yeah. 
And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I really we don't. There's no research. He's like, yeah. Either you're gonna take a chance of getting COVID and dying because your immune system's low, yeah. or you're gonna take a chance and get a vaccine that we'll really see. nobody knows too much about, but we know it's safe so far. Yeah. Um, and everybody else is in the same boat. We don't know necessarily long term of anything, but mm-hmm. at least you're not getting COVID and dying now. I never even really? thought about that side of getting the vaccine because it's like whenever I hear people being like, oh, I don't know what's in it. I don't know if it's safe. I never had like, I guess this like this is kind of like an ableist practice in my life where it's like I don't have to consider it. So I never let myself consider it. Yeah. And I, ho- I know everybody hates the key term, like the public term privilege. But that's really what it kind of is. is. I hate I, that word so overused. But like mm-hmm. it is a thing where you don't have to consider yeah all aspects of it but i personally for me i was like with everyone else that's able-bodied i didn't care you know like i knew it could potentially affect long term but i didn't care typically about that side of things as able-bodied would i was concerned about my disability specifically yeah um he's like it's just a chance you have to take and i waited for a couple extra months Mm -hmm. and i had to of course wait for all the tears you know it was my turn anyway yeah um but at that point i was like my parents one thing about getting it, I was like, I'm going to go get it. Like, I either long term after I can wait till I mean, I can get it now and have potentially issues later on. But by then they'll have more research and hopefully ways to help. Mm-hmm. Or I can not get it and get COVID and be put in a hospital because I can't breathe very well. Bronchitis puts me in the hospital. It has. Mm-hmm. It's much less COVID. And I got COVID this January. And if I didn't have the three, four vaccines... He might have been back because it was pretty bad then. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would have been if I didn't have all the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't had any effects of the vaccine so far. So, you knock know. on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. So, you know. Yeah. Here's something you got to consider. Yeah. yeah. So that's all the questions that I have prepared. Do you have anything that you want to share before we end this episode? Conspiracy theories in general and ones that have to do with somebody's personal life or disabilities before you share them or laugh or feed into them, do your research. Personally, I love researching conspiracy theories anyway. Me too. So it's not an issue for me to, for the research, factually, why can this or cannot this be true? Yeah. Like, figure it out before you're like, like haha, this is funny. She didn't do this stuff because she's disabled. No, because that harms people when you share it. Yeah. In middle school, I probably was a part of feeding into it and sharing it because I didn't know because. I didn't know anybody else disabled really in my small town mm-hmm. and I wasn't looking for like the advocacy point of view yet and like researching that. Now I would never share something about Helen Kevin that was like, unless it was like, you know, she was disabled. Nothing conspiracy wise. Yeah. You know, if it was factual information of her, yeah, I would share or whatever. But before you feed into conspiracy theories, make sure you're not harming someone regardless of their anything essentially yeah. disability race gender anything biological sex anything mm-hmm. yeah yeah couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself so thank you so much for joining me on this episode i learned a lot and i will now be questioning a lot of things in my life and that's the goal yeah thank you for having me it's a lot of fun i always love i is a different point of view for me usually i'm you know always talking about accessibility and stuff and advocacy, which is important, but I like the little twist of conspiracy theory on the side of it. Yeah. Makes it interesting. I agree. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Conspiracy Theoryology. Be sure to tune in every Friday for a new episode with host Emma Marti. Keep an eye open. Someone's always watching.